This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. So it's getting embarrassing, man. This is, this is not a good start to our year. And it's not just a start anymore. We're starting to get like almost mathematically eliminated because... You got to get like 68%, 70% or so to win. And then if you start, what are we like eight and 12 or something like that? You got to go like 80% to win it. It's just, it's not really possible to go 80% in in 13 weeks. Is it? Yeah, it's pretty unlikely. I'd say that's not a, you know, it was a horrible start. Last week was perfect. You're, you decided to shoot out a tweet Sunday morning, berating me saying you feel that you're going to go, undefeated except for the bears and then the opposite happened i'm joking you didn't quite say that but but what tell us what happened here list i said i feel like this is going to be a mediocre football day but the one thing i'm really going to regret regret is letting you talk me into the bears for the super contest and it turns out the bears are the only one of our picks that covered i lost my best bet i was five and ten against the spread i had an okay fantasy day i did well in the nfbc but man it was a shit day and it was shitty games it was just not fun I don't, I don't like watching the games when it's bad. I mean, who does? When the games are bad and my picks are going against me, it's just it's no good. Yeah, I felt like I kind of liked the, the, our picks against the spread going into the week, too. Some, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. What do you, what do you, have you, anything you make of it? I mean, do you, feel, do you feel have we learned anything? I don't know. It's pretty, I don't know. It's a wild year. Um, now, now I'm actually made you do this podcast a day earlier than normal. I'm, I'm going to... Sunnyvale to record a bunch of NBA videos tomorrow and then staying overnight in the, in the city in San Francisco and doing a live fantasy basketball draft in NBC studios. So now I'm like knee deep in basketball research. So I, I, at least I have an excuse. Already moved on. <laughs> I've already moved on is what I'm saying. Yeah, but you're, uh, you're like, fuck this. Yeah, pretty much. You just a dilettante. You just drop your 900 bucks. Eh, we blew it. Forget it. Yeah, on on to the next week. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, now, now you're going to have to carry us this week. Is what I'm saying, because man, this is a, uh, yeah, it's already well, Tuesday. Do you have your thought? Do you have any thoughts on these games? I mean, I made my lines and I already hate two of them. I like most of them, maybe two or three of them. I don't like, but I feel like, you know, the whole, the whole game, this whole game of picking against the spread is basically getting it right between your priors and what happened recently. Like getting, understanding that what happened last week means nothing or what happened last week is a sign of things to come. It's just reading that every week being like, yeah, we know what everyone thought of this team last week, but then this happened this week. So what do we do now? It's always about weighing that. You know, it's like the Bengals. The Bengals, 
I actually really like them plus three and a half, and they just did not show up. And the whole question with them against the Cardinals this week is going to be how much do we weigh what happened last week versus what we thought? Not that we thought they were good before last week, but we thought they were at least credible. And then, and then last night they looked horrible. And I just feel like, I think we asked whether we learned anything. I feel like I've just been in setting my lines too reactive. Like I, I'm just getting too caught up in what's happened recently. I'm, I'm doing the sucker thing, just chasing last week's results. Yeah, it's tough to balance that. You know what was real and what was the recency effect. Um, you know, I'm not sure what what to make of it either. But it is a very tough balancing act there uh, for sure. But uh, it's been a frustrating start to season. Definitely against spread. Um, didn't have a great gambling week either. Fantasy so so. What about baseball though? Before we get into football, uh, baseball's over mercifully. I guess we we did win League of Leagues. Uh, I think I know you saw the email. And you were very involved in that league. But I carried us to yes. victory in that. I did. And, uh, I really carried us. You, uh, you, uh, how'd you do in the, where'd you finish in the, I know you were, you were I finished overall. 12th, 12th, which pays like 1400 plus the 1400 I won for the league. And then I finished tied for second with Mike Masato. Uh, Eric Galing won our league in the, uh, in the main event. So I, I think that's like 2400. So I probably won about 5200, I think total in the NFBC, which is nice, but. I really, as of four weeks ago, it looked like I might win seven grand alone on the main. I mean, I was up like 10 points and had the categories in the best shape by far. Plus those other dudes that spent all their fab. So I was the only one that could maneuver. And then I was fourth in the overall, which paid like 12,000, I want to say 18,000. So I was looking at like 20 K 25 K. So I guess you have more, you know, you have more to fall than to gain when you're in fourth. It's not that surprising. I finished 12th. I was frustrated by the NFBC uh, main because they just kept shutting down my guys. Like they just, you know, random guys were sitting out from three, you know, Puig is shut down the last two days. He's not hurt. His Indians were out of it. So they shut him down. And I was saying, you know, I think they should make a week 17. The last week should be week 17. Some other guys didn't like that, but I just think it's not nice. It's not 2008, you know, it's, it's 2019 and all these nutless baseball players pay, play 145 game seasons. They don't play 158. Like there were like the Adam Joneses and Prince Fielders who played 162. But then there were like a lot of guys that played 156, 157. And now nobody even does that. You know, it's like everybody's playing 145. And so the last week is like, it really is worse than week 17. The worst, the, the reason it's worse than week 17 is at least if you were to play NFL week 17, you'd get like the, the active. I mean, I guess you wouldn't know if some guy set out the first quarter and sometimes it's nebulous, but in baseball, like they're just like you Darvish. Yeah. We're just not going to pitch him this week. We'll pitch Hamels, not Darvish. Okay. I mean, I guess you could figure out the Cubs are eliminated. So maybe they shut down Darvish, but he's perfectly healthy. You know, it's like, you just can't, you're just guessing on this stuff. So I, I, I just feel like that's kind of a crappy way to resolve everything, but it is what it is. I made some money. It was a good year. I'm glad it's over. I'm glad I'm not agonizing over seeing all my guys sitting out anymore. And you're complaining about rotisserie with that end of season. I mean, I dealt with it in in a couple playoff leagues. I mean, it's incredibly annoying to to be that far. And then obviously that's what the problem is in fantasy football. But the head-to-head to to have that happen at the end is pretty annoying, all the baseball players sitting out. But it's definitely a different era. I I think it said said a 15th different winner in 16 years of the main event or something. So there was one repeat winner. Who was that? Do you know? 
Oh, uh, Lindy Hinkleman. It was Lindy Hinkleman. Okay. So I think he won some other he, big, he won big twice. money one this year, too. I saw his name on there something. So I owe you money for the Beat Chris list that you dominated me in. And then the I think you sent me an email. Sorry, I've been just crazy busy right now. But the Senzel Vlad, what is the verdict on that? It's, it's what, a wash? I mean – Best case for you is a wash. I either won or it's a wash. You, you think gotta, you, you won, really? I mean, because I know he missed the final three weeks. He had like 40 more RBI and 30 better. I mean, he's ranked higher. So, I mean, I won if you want to do the bet, right? I mean, he's ranked higher by any system. Oh, Guerrero was ranked higher than Senzel? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just looked and y'all, just to be sure, he's like 40, 40 spot. They're both bad, like in the 400s, but Guerrero's ranked higher. Yeah. But well, I'll just take a wash. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I see right, it. Yeah. Right. I mean, unless you wanted to fight. I'm getting two to one. Senzel. Right. Okay. So that was kind of crap this year. Yeah. I mean, out of principle, I mean, you think you, you, you should be right. I mean, I, I could see that argument. I mean, I guess no, no, no. I, I would, I, I'm getting two to one. So like yeah. I have to win to win. I'm not going to just, you know, we no, no, I'm, not, I'm not going to send you the close. money. I was just saying, I mean, it's, it's curious here. Yeah. I mean, I guess the 14 steals. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could look at fan, if 14 another, steals. If there's another ranking system that you have it differently, I'd be open, but, uh, y'all who had him ranked higher, and um, I'll, I'm fine with the wash, whatever. But I think Senzel was about. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's close enough that it's not really. I mean, the runs and ribbies were. Guerrero had a lot more ribbies, but the steals, 14 steals. Everything else was kind of close. Yeah, he had 30 points um, higher, or whatever. Batting average. Yeah, he had what? Batting average, 26 points higher is not not nothing. 16 or, points. 16 higher. points higher. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Vlad was a disappointing. Vlad was a huge disappointment. Is the thing I think to take yeah. away most. I mean, wow. I mean, just I expected a lot more after what he did in the minors. I mean, like then look at the whatever the last ten games. Look at all those K's and no walks. Um, he's definitely a disappointment. I'll be. I'm sure I'll be all in next year. Don't be wrong. But that's yeah, I'm sure both of us will be. That's a take. The, the thing I worry about is he's kind of out of shape and he gets hurt a bunch. You know that that's not good. He, I mean, he's young. He's getting hurt like this. It's not good. And they're already talking about moving him off third base. So, no, you're right. He was constantly banged up. You're, you're, you're right about that. seems like everyone's hurt. Who isn't throwing baseball? Right. Well, the pitchers, you know, it's only the hitters that get hurt these days. It's only trout and Yelich and, and Jose Ramirez and all the top hitters, right? Uh, the, the pitchers, Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, Shane Bieber, Mike Clevenger, Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller, John Flaherty, man, I bet I Jacob bet, Degrom. I bet none Cole, of those guys get hurt. Yeah, I know. No, it's, it's a very good year for them. I bet Cole hundred bucks, twenty five to one to win the wins. Uh, have the most wins this season. He finished one shy of teammate Verlander, so that was annoying. And uh, now my big Twins bet. So I'm a big Twins fan moving forward. And they, uh, get your 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 Yankees immediately. The Yankees are favored. Or are you are you even a uh, Yankees fan? Like do you watch the games and get into it at all? I mean, if it were a regular time that was on, yeah, I'd watch the games. I'm a Yankees fan, but I'm not like, I'm more into my fantasy teams. Like, I, I don't know. I, I got spoiled in the late nineties, like those homegrown teams. They won so many world series and they kind of stole that world series in 2009 where they bought everybody. They bought, uh, they bought Sabathia Burnett and Tashira the same year. And they'd already had like a rod and everybody else. So it's kind of ridiculous. I wasn't as into it then. But I like this team. This team's pretty ridiculous. I mean, the, the thing, the reason that this is cool is that all the they're up against the Astros and Dodgers, mm-hmm. which are just mm-hmm. all-time teams. The Astros and Dodgers; those are like two of the strongest teams I've ever seen. And Granky's their number three. It's crazy. Yeah. And the Dodgers have like Will Smith, Gavin Lux, just added to the team mid-season. <laughs> it's really insane. So those are really strong teams. I, I this Yankees team with Severino back. It's too bad they lost Patances. But with Stanton back, Judge back, Judge was hitting a home run like every day at the end. 
it's their lineup is just I, the Astros lineup is crazy too, but the Yankees lineup is insane. Yeah, I think the Twins line is pretty good too. I expect some high scoring games in that series. Um, I was going to move on to football, but I actually want to circle back to fantasy baseball real quick. Listen, uh, the one thing I try, I wanted to kind of look back on is just try to figure out how to attack closers next year. And I looked at the teams that did the best in NFBC leagues I was in and what they did at drafts. And it seems to me, well, before I actually say that, what, what is your opinion and what, how are you going to treat closers in drafts next year? I don't know. It's case by case. Like in that, the beat Chris Lisley that you were in with me that I did well in, I think I got Jansen in the sixth, I want to say, or the seventh, actually. I think he might have fallen to the seventh. And I was sort of like, all right, I'll take him there. And then I got Doolittle in the ninth. And they both had their problems, but they both got 30-plus saves, and I got Melanson later. But, like, it was, you know, it was like I took the two sort of star closers at a good price. I didn't get them in the fourth and fifth like people have done in the past. I got them in the seventh and ninth. I think that's what you do. And if those guys aren't there because everyone's worried about getting the scarce saves, then I think you do kind of punt a little bit. Yeah. It seemed to me, again, small sample. I just cherry picked five. So it's eight leagues or whatever, but it seemed like, seemed to me like, uh, yeah, do not spend the draft cap, which is no surprise, obviously, but the teams that had the most success this year did not seem to be spending up on closers at all. In the main, in the main, I was totally fine in saves. And my first closer was column A in like round. No, my first closer was David Robertson around like 13 or something, right? 13. And then I got column A in 14. That's exactly what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got Viscaino in like 16 and Viscaino and Robertson like got me one save combined or something. (laughs) But then, and I drafted Taylor Rogers, but I dropped him before he became the closer. But I guess, and I picked up like, I spent so much money on Ryan Brazier, (laughs) wasted that money, but I got Workman late and I got Carlos Martinez mid season and the three of them, plus like a little bit of Sean Kelly for like a couple of weeks was enough. You know, it, was, it pretty much got yeah. me enough saves. If you see this stat, send it my way, please. I'm curious the, if there's a, any difference in the allocation of the amount of saves off like free agent wires this year compared to the past. I feel like it's becoming more and more just that way. So, yeah, I'm not spending so. this. But, um, all right, okay, so East Coast offense, I, uh, I read your, your observation. I didn't read your lead yet, though. Is there something you want to talk about that? Or I'm curious your survivor pick, too, before we get to the game. So floor is yours. So I'll, uh, the survivor I'll start with, dude, last week, uh, I was, yeah. you know, I made the chart. I made my Chargers the top pick, but I said, you know, it's pretty close, and I was a little nervous about the Chargers. So I, I thought the Rams were a close second. So I was going to do two Chargers and one Rams. But in your pool – I accidentally clicked the Dolphins instead of the Chargers. And I was like, ooh, that's like a Freudian slip. I'm going <laughs> to click the Rams. And that's literally why I switched from the Chargers to the Rams in your pool. I didn't know that reason. I, I knew that you were Dolphins. out. Wow. I knew you were out. I didn't know that was the reasoning, though. I, and, I, and I was like, I knew I was going to do at least one Chargers. I mean, at least one Rams. I ended up doing two Rams. I only, got one, I only have three pools. I only got one <laughs> left. I took the Chargers. And I mean, look, it's easy to say in hindsight, the Chargers were like tied at half and, and, you know, the Rams, you know, whatever it, it is, what it is, but, uh, they got shredded and the Bucks seemed like they're pretty good, but that was honestly why I lost my, the lead in, uh, East coast offense is basically just talking about the penalties and the, you know, I bitch a lot about the penalties and the reviews and all that stuff. But I think most people are looking at this at like a level one thing where it's like, well, yeah, I guess there's just a trade off between getting the calls right and penalties and reviews. You know, it's just you either have the refs call everything and make sure there's no cheating going on, or you just deal with cheating and bad calls and 
less of that. And I think it's just like a trade-off and maybe we've gone too far in the direction of the getting it right and costing us some watchability. But I don't really think that's, I think that's fine at like one level, but I think we've gotten to a point where it's worse than that. And I, you know, there's a, there's a Marshall McLuhan saying that's famous. The medium is the message. And what that means is like when you're watching TV, it's not so much what you're watching. It's that you're watching TV. It's TV is the message in the sense that like when you're watching TV, you're passively absorbing whatever's being broadcast at you. So the message is sort of you absorb what's broadcast at you. It's not really so much the specific content that's being broadcast. It's, it turns you into sort of a passive absorber of this information, of this medium. The medium is the message. And I kind of feel like when games, you know, it's like a close game and teams driving for that, you know, they're down two and they need to get down to the field goal range and it's third and 10 and the guy gets sacked and it's a clean, you know, I mean, nothing, it didn't affect the play, but they call a roughing the passer and suddenly it's a first down now, you know, in the other team's territory, first and 10. And basically it's not like the play, you know, the quarterback completed a 15 yard pass to do that. It's that he got sacked, but it was a little hard and or it looked a little hard to the ref. And now the ref is telling you what the results of the game is. It's not the players telling you the re- the medium is the message. It's not, it doesn't really matter. Even if the call's right, even if the guy body slammed the quarterback, you're sort of being trained to say, Oh, the ref is going to tell us the outcome of the game. The ref is in charge. Oh, pass interference. Oh, you know, all this kind of stuff is like the authorities are telling us the result, not the players. And it doesn't, again, it doesn't even matter if the call is absolutely right. Like in the Rams saints, like they should have made that call, but in some ways it's almost better when they don't call very much because then even if it's a little bit bullshit, even if it's a little bit wrong, you're not getting the message that, that it's fixed. And there's like, you know, basketball games were fixed by Tim Donahue and they were fixed for, you know, to advance his gambling profits. That's why they were fixed. But if a game is called, if a passenger, if a uh, roughing the passer is called that puts the team in field goal range when they wouldn't have made it otherwise, that is also a fixed game. It's not fixed because someone's gambling. It's fixed because the ref saw something on the field that they thought was wrong and then they fixed it. That's what it means to fix a game. It's fixed. These games are being fixed. That's the message that I'm getting. And it, and it makes you lose faith in the enjoyment in the game and in the, in the integrity of the game. Again, it's not, I'm not alleging that it's fixed because someone's bet on it. It's fixed because they're fixing the outcome of the game. You see the difference? Yeah, I haven't gotten as worked up with the, the refs this, this year, tried not to. So what has bothered you? The, the, is it, is it the, the holding, the, the pass interference? All of it. It's all terrible. The holding's the worst. But it's that every time you see a guy make a play, yeah, you're like you're looking over your shoulder. I know, like, oh, I know. I have the same exact feeling. I know it's way. You know, and the reviews too. And, and I was getting Kenny Galladay specifically. His first review, I was just like actually yelled in my yelled out loud. Just these are like crazy athletes making awesome plays, and we're all watching. Why are we going obsessing over instant replay this close? Tiki tack. You called it a touchdown to begin with. It looked like a touchdown. Everyone thought it was a touchdown. Even on instant replay, you could go on it. Why are you like taking away things too? Like that. That to me also is like, what are we doing? We're watching these guys make these awesome plays. We're here right? getting in entertained having fun watching this touchdown right. why are we here for eight minutes to see if kenny galladay did not have this lace move once or twice like, right it ridiculous. doesn't matter it's, it's annoying a, it doesn't matter whether he got his foot out of bounds it, it's close enough good enough who cares it's arbitrary the out of bounds thing anyway 
You know, oh, he's one foot out of the line. He's, it's just a rule. As long as it's like close enough, just let it go. They always let the snap clock run out and yes. they snap it anyway. Right. Nobody cares. Right. Because it's like, yeah, zero snap. Someone Never said something crazy yeah. on the announcer, like you need two seconds to be available for to replay something. Yeah, I, I, don't that. Know what, I don't know what, what that was. but yeah. I, I don't know what that guy was talking about. It was like you need two seconds to run a last play for a Hail Mary. I'm like, really? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the problem is like we're waiting on the refs. It's not just the wasted time or the or the annoyance of it. It's like literally you look over your shoulder. Did this happen or did this not? You're looking to an authority to tell you whether the game you're watching, whether the play you watch happened or not. Yeah. It's just, we've gotten into territory that's really dangerous. We're starting to, I mean, I've talked about this on, on the radio show, but like, you know, you invest in the stock market or in real estate, like you're waiting for the fed to tell you what the interest rate is. It's not like a market-based interest rate. That just depends on like what the participants are doing. You're, you're waiting for the Fed to tell you how much your stocks are worth. We're waiting for MLB to tell us whether how juiced the ball is going to be. You know, I'm supposed to project a player for home. How many home runs is John Carlos Stanton going to hit? Well, depends on the ball. Right. Right. I got to wait for MLB to establish the ball. And that's a black box. We don't even know. Totally. So we're in this, this point in time where we can't even like flawed as the NFL is. We can't even just enjoy the game and let the players on the field settle it. We're waiting for the, the guys that work for the league to tell us what happened. No. Yeah, totally. No, I, I'm with you as far as the celebrating and waiting. What, what, what the call? What is the penalty? How many penalties are on the call? What's going to be the replay? It's very, very annoying. Um, okay, so what, what does the survivor look like this week, by the way? There's pretty good choices. There's the Patriots, which I've used. And there's the Eagles, who are 14-point favorites over the Jets. So What's the mass show, though? That's going to be pretty popular. pretty obvious, one of those two obvious? Yeah, I mean, I think the Eagles will be very highly owned. So that's actually going to be actually going to be interesting because there's nobody. Oh, no, there's the, the Chiefs also are 10 and a half, 11. So there'll be some Chiefs. But, you know, some, some people might want to save the Chiefs. They're, the Eagles might be 70%. I, they won't be because people just do stupid stuff. But they should be, and in which case, then you then you can have a fade. Okay. <clears throat> All right, I want to get to these uh, games? Do you have any other stuff? To talk. About? I want to yeah. talk about our Adam Thielen, Chris Godwin bet. My Gerald Everett <laughs> is showing that. a pulse too. I love that too. But uh, I, I don't know. I yeah, didn't you're, you're that the, one, though. the difference between Godwin and Thielen week I had to bring up this week is all. I, but, yeah, you're you're going to win that bet. I mean, unless Godwin gets hurt, you're going to win that bet. <laughs> uh, That's fine. Though. I drafted. God. I don't have any Thielen. I have Godwin in that league we're in. So you're going to pay that right back. <laughs> You're going to be paying that right back. Ooh, how much, how well was that money spent on Wayne Gallman? What a stud. I bought him in multiple leagues. That was fine. Fab spent well, better on, than on uh, my Duke Johnson buy. Um, all right, let's, let's, uh, let's win some games. I know it's, Wait, let's just talk really quick about that uh, league that we're in together, the NFFC league. Okay. I'm four and zero in that league. And I had uh, Tom Brady as my QB. This is funny. Remember, we were like, oh, who yeah. cares that I passed on Winston? I got Brady and Trubisky. Yeah. Now Brady and Trubisky are looking pretty shaky. I wish I had Winston. I should have stacked it. So weird how things can change like that. Yeah, that is really funny. Yeah, I know. You took Trubisky over my guy, Jimmy G, and multiple leagues were in together, and I was just shaking my head every time. No, just one. That's only one league. What do you mean multiple leagues? Okay, you had him about? ranked high or something. Something stuck out in my head. But, yeah, I know you're dominating I know, again, man. Trubisky, just, I thought, was a good fantasy quarterback. You just need me horrible. to join these these uh, Chris List League, beat Chris List Leagues. Wow. What? Okay, so this so one listen, I'm, I had th- – uh, it, was, it was so bad. Like, I had um, – like nothing from Brady. I think my defense was terrible. I had the Rams. Oh, they did score a touchdown at the end. But I had McCaffrey, 
John, uh, I had McCaffrey, Godwin, and and Mike Evans, and so I was fine. I didn't, I didn't need, I didn't need a quarterback. Nice. Oh, I, I had nothing from Barlin back too. You know, I had who did I have this last week? Jordan Howard on my bench. But what are you going to do? You're not going to play him. Yeah, um, I'm fourth place there with a striking distance there. But your, uh, yeah, your team is uh, looking strong, looking strong. List. Um, speaking of not of looking strong, it's not us against the spread. So I'm, uh, I, I said, man, I'm in basketball mode and I'm bad to begin with. So this is all you. You got to come up with our picks here. Get us out of this rut. No, I've I've, I've done some looking. Yeah. I, I got some winners here. Um, Thursday night. All right. So let's go quick. Let's Thursday go quick through these. Rams. What plus one and a half at Seattle? Yeah, I made it two and a half. I took the Seahawks at home. I knew the Rams were going to screw me when I when I was against them all week and then I all three weeks and then I switched on them. I knew that was going to screw me, but. I think I'll take Seattle at home. Yeah, I'm with you there. The metrics are showing the Rams are just hor- gone from the league's best run blocking unit to the worst. I don't know how, how real that is. Right. But uh, all right, next up, Baltimore minus three and a half in Pittsburgh. To me, this line is insane. It was four or four and a half initially. But I mean, I thought like, okay, pick them. I made this a pick them. Like Baltimore sucked the last couple of games. So give me the Steelers and I hate the Steelers, but give me the Steelers. I don't believe Mason Rudolph is a fraud, but still taking the Steelers. Yeah. I mean, Baltimore dominated the dolphins and then almost lost it. I mean, what if Arizona didn't kick five field goals inside the five or whatever? So yeah, Pittsburgh's defense kind of nasty. I mean, Mason Rudolph will not throw the football down the field, but yep. Give me the the home dog. Uh, Next up. So this is in London, but 10 a.m. I like those 630 a.m. games for me. Actually, I put them on DVR, watch watch them when I get up. Uh, it's about halftime. So Chicago, what is it? They're they're minus four and a half against the, the Raiders. I heard Rufus Peabody. I, I did hear this segment this morning. He it was his best bet. I'm on the fence on this one. So where do you sit? I took Chicago. I don't feel good about it. And that was even before talking to Rufus. Rufus has like the the Bears a one and a half point favorite, and they're basically four and a half here. Uh, I took Chicago, but I think Oakland sucks. But Chicago is. I mean, Chase Daniels garbage and. Defense is good. I guess I'll take Chicago, but I'm I'm not feeling strong about it. Yeah, they rely on that opening scripted touchdown drive. Uh, last week they did as well. I was when Trubisky got hurt. wasn't sure if that was a negative or not. But um, yeah, I'm leaning yeah. Raiders, but that one I'm on the fence with. Uh, Bengals. I actually like this one. I think it might be different. Unfortunately, though, Arizona is getting three and a half in Cincinnati. I think the Bengals are going to get right and just kill this Arizona team that's second worst in the NFL, in my opinion. Yeah, I made it three, so I'm on Arizona, but I, I wouldn't fight you on that. I Arizona sucks, but Cincinnati was so yeah, bad. Ugly. I know. I mean, I watched that game. It was unbearable how bad they were. And it was a Monday night game, so they got this short week. I mean, they'll be desperate, but Arizona, I don't know. I think Muriel's slinging around. Keep it close enough. Pittsburgh was just due for one of those games. I know that's not a very good analysis, but yes, that was absolutely brutal to watch. No question about it. Their offensive line, big problem. But I like the Bengals there, actually. Um Jacksonville plus uh, three and a half at Carolina. Interesting teams. Yeah, I think I made this three and a half exactly. I got to look at my lines, but I think I like Carolina. They're they're about equal these two teams, but Carolina, I think at home, I think they have a little bit better. Minshew's pretty scrappy though. Keep it close. I think he's better than Kyle Allen, but I like the weapons on Carolina. I don't know. I, I made it three and a half, so this is just a coin flip for me. Yeah, coin flip for me too. But and I'm into Minshew mania, but I'm laying the points. Man, the more I thought about it, the closer we got to game time, I was upset that I uh, 
that I didn't talk. Maybe if I did steer us away from Carolina last week, I actually was on to them more. Uh, and you, I know you liked them last week, so I was upset at that. I'd like this line more at three. Man, McCaffrey, is he the best running back in football right now? Just sick. Uh, next game, Minnesota minus. Oh, sorry, I made, I made this four and a half. I didn't realize. I, I, I just looked. I made it four and a half, so I guess I am on Carolina. So I'm on Carolina. Okay. Yeah, I'm leaning that way myself. They're good, man. You look at their, de- their defense; looks legit. I mean, they played with the Rams the first week with Cam being a total shell. Yeah, you got to throw those all out week. with that quarterback with Cam. I know. I mean, that was like that was like Eli, you know, Eli, yeah. Trough Eli. No. <laughs> no, it was. I think Curtis Samuel's going to catch one of these bombs one of these games. Uh, all right, Minnesota. This is an interesting one. Minnesota minus five and a half at your Giants. Another one I liked more and more toward game time. I should have fought harder for last week. I uh, now they have a quarterback. I know that your defense is the dregs. What do you do here, though, with, with the horrible... Got to take the Giants. I mean, yeah. I made this line zero. I, made this, I got confused because somebody said, you know, I don't like to see the lines before I make the lines. And somebody said, so you like the Giants at four and a half. I didn't realize the game was in New York. I thought it was in Minnesota. I was like, oh, they're only getting four and a half. I was like, I think it should be... I was thinking to myself, I think it should be about six. I wish I hadn't found out the line. But when I meant six, I meant six Giants plus six in Minnesota, which translates to a zero in New York. And it's minus five and a half in New York. I think Giants are one of my best bets. Yeah, there's an interesting in the hidden stat line column in Jerry and Rotowire. Uh, read about your guy, Danny Dyan, some interesting stats. I guess he's being very, very aggressive, but on shorter throws. So he's going to be an interesting one to watch. Obviously, only two games, but I'm with you here. Uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, maybe they get right and go crazy, but I don't think so. So I, I would definitely consider using the Giants here. Massive line, New England minus 15 and a half in Washington. I made 11 and a half. I mean, New England's offense, I think, is a problem. And the Redskins are bad. But as long as they start Colt McCoy or Case Keenum, give me the Redskins. I, Dwayne Haskins is like the worst I've ever seen. I mean, Gettleman is a genius avoiding those minefields. Yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying with the Patriots' offense. And, man, Brady might age out. He was fighting hard, supposedly, behind the scenes to keep Antonio Brown. Said he was, like, the best practice player I've seen. So maybe uh, I could see there being an issue there, but not with this Washington situation. And I do, I know the Patriots' defensive numbers have been inflated because of their opponents, but I'm, I'm thinking I'm leaning toward laying the points here. Jets, uh, big dogs, 13.5 or 14, it looks like, depending on the place, in Philly. I hate taking all these terrible teams, but I made this line 11.5. Yeah. And 14 is just insane. It looks like it's down to 13 and a half. Who's quarterback? It's just a huge line. Is it, I mean, is Darnold playing? We don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, whatever. This is a coin toss for me. It is a huge line. You're right. It is a massive line. Um, Eagles have their flaws. I, I tend to agree with you. Tampa and the Bay. Jets are going to be, they're so, I mean, the Jets could just get annihilated, obviously, but they're winless. I just think like they're going to show up. Especially if Darnold plays. I mean, I, Falk didn't look that bad to me the one game. I didn't see the Patriots game. I'm sure he was terrible because the Patriots killed them. But Yeah, Philly's secondary is a little leaky. Tampa Bay uh, getting three and a half in New Orleans. Man, I keep fading New Orleans. Another one I liked closer to game time on the other side, meaning I was wrong, was Dallas. I really – I just – man, how does New Orleans keep doing this without Breeze on, and defensively with, with Bridgewater? I, I'm going back to the well here again, though, and fading them. And Tampa Bay, I know that's selling high or buying high with them, but give me the points. I made this exactly three and a half, and I thought it was going to be higher, and I'd be on Tampa, but it's exactly three and a half, so – I'm like it's a coin flip for me. Uh, I I just hate the Saints. If I take them, they're going to lose. If I go against them, they're going to cover. I'm going to take Tampa though. I think. Okay. Uh, Atlanta getting five in Houston. 
I'm in at four and a half, so I'm on Atlanta. Atlanta's pretty bad, but I, they're desperate. They've got a good offense. It's a dome. I think they'll shoot this out and keep it close enough. I like Houston to bounce back in that one, but um, yeah, that spread seems about right. Uh, Buffalo getting three in Tennessee. That's going to be a low scoring game. What's over under on that? 38 and a half. Yeah, I made it exactly three, so this is another coin flip. Yeah. I think I'll take. I don't know. We don't know if Josh exactly. Allen's playing either. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like Tennessee, but I'm, I'm going to wait till game time. I'm not going to. I'm just going to have to think about that one. But that, that's, I'm definitely not using that one. Yeah, not going to sure. wait till game time. I got to write the column tomorrow, but I'm yeah. going to wait till I write the column. Yeah, uh, agree with you there. Uh, Denver getting six and a half in LA against the Chargers. Horrible, so horrible splits the, this week, by the way. Ten uh, morning games and two afternoon games. That's a joke. Like, what are you doing? Wake up, NFL. Somehow, you can fix that. I get that geographically it matters a little, but they can figure that out somehow. Yeah, I mean, all you got to do is have parameters. Like, we were talking about how the the Bucks. somebody has, like, a ton of road games, including a game in England. Maybe it's the Raiders. Somebody has, like, a ton of road games in a row, like a ridiculous stretch of road games. And it's like totally lopsided. It is Raiders, yeah. Yeah, and and I was like, all you got to do is put in your, you know, you have a computer, do it. You put in the algorithm, you say, we want to do the schedule. Yeah. You put in the divisions that have to play each other. You put in that they play twice in the division. You put in, you know, the first place teams play the first place in conference and, you know, and so on. And then you put in, nobody gets more than two road games or home games in a row. You know, you make sure that early and the late are always... Just put it in the in the can it just solve yeah, it for supposedly you? they did it on purpose to avoid the in the dirt infield but i mean how deep of a playoff run are these gonna go i mean there could be one and done here but supposedly that was part of the consideration in their algorithm was was avoiding that but uh I, baseball playoffs yeah, yeah. and then the, the niners play monday night so you know there's not an afternoon one for them there would you know their home games would typically be there but anyway very annoying but at least one of them which the next one we'll get to is it projects to be good but first up this chargers one hate the chargers always get them wrong i'll probably just swap follow it and take take the points with, with with the broncos here what about you i was i made it seven so i'm on the chargers but the when I, as soon as i saw the actual line i was like now nah, denver's desperate the chargers aren't that good denver can run the ball their flack has been okay i think it's gonna be tight i might switch this one i never switch them but i'm gonna switch it i mean i haven't written the column yet so i can switch it but i think that was a stupid line i made too high Sutton and Sanders are actually kind of good for what it's worth. Those yeah, those I know. Receivers. Um, so the game I was talking about, Green Bay getting three and a half in Dallas. Now that's definitely a, at least one of the the, the the afternoon games is that one at least. So I made the six and a half, and then I mm. forgot that Tyron Smith is mm-hmm. out, which is a big deal for them. Oh. I mean, it's a big deal, and and now I'm just getting a little sour that the Dallas called a really cowardly game last week, and Rodgers on thursday he's still got it the the packers can't uh run or stop the run though i don't know i I guess i'm on dallas but again i don't like this one yeah i'm definitely gonna be on dallas i think they bounce back but i mean even then they could win by just three or whatever so i mean i I mean it's about the right spread three now four seems right but i'm leaning dallas for sure uh indy getting uh 10 and a half or 11 in kansas city I might have overrated uh, the Colts even before last week's game, looking deeper into it. Uh, like, I don't know. Their defense might not be that great, but obviously I did not expect to see that happen against the Raiders. That's for sure. I was shocked at that outcome. Uh, both losers we had last week playing, facing each other, uh, Kansas City. I'm rolling, going back to the well. I think Kansas City goes home and gets right. 
Lay in the wood. Yeah, I made this ten and a half, and I was going to have to choose. Now it looks like it's gone up to eleven, which puts me on the Colts. But man, you know, I think the Colts are good. It's just okay. They lost Andrew Luck. They're surviving that just fine. Oh, they lost T. Y. Hilton. Yeah. Oh, they lost Darius Leonard. Uh, Malik Hooker. Oh, they lost uh, Darius Leonard. I mean, you can't lose like you lose your star quarterback, fine, but you can't lose three other key players. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. So, Depends on the it, it depends on the, how those guys look. I'm going to look at the injury report tomorrow before I pick a side here. Yeah, massive over under up to 56 and a half. Um, all right, Monday night uh, I'll be there. Uh, Browns getting three and a half in in San Francisco should be fired up, man. This should be a fun game. I'm excited for this, and it it's a, I mean, obviously looks a lot better too now with with Cleveland waking up. I mean, who saw them coming doing that? So now this is like definitely one of the games of the week for sure. Yeah, I made this line three. And it's three and a half, so I'm on the Browns, but I'm not strong on it. I, you know, it's a little recency. I mean, Cleveland had one good game this year. San Francisco's had three good games this year. But if Mayfield's right, I think he'll, I think it'll be reasonably close. But again, I'm not strong on this one. What about you? You're going to take the Niners? Yeah, maybe I'm just a homer. But no, I mean, coming off a bye, I like their setup. I just do, and, and I like Cleveland coming off such a great game, too. Second game on the, uh, you know, on the road again. So I, I like, I do like the Niners setup here. I'd liked it a lot better at three, but three and a half. Yeah, a lot of these, these spreads seem about right. And more clarity will happen later in the week. But, um, but none really jump out now, I'd say, would be the takeaway here, except uh, maybe the Giants, an obvious one. Giants, Steelers, and uh, Redskins for me. Right, Steelers and Redskins. All right, cool. And then if I were to pick two more right now, oh, I don't want to take the Jets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I might take Tampa and... Yeah, I kind of like Tampa. Tampa and maybe, maybe, I don't know. Oh, and, and uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, I know you said Pittsburgh. Oh, I said I said yeah. Pittsburgh twice, right? So, yeah, Pittsburgh Giants, Panthers, Steelers. Giants, Bucks, and there's a fifth if you, if you like. Yeah, I'll take. I'll, can I use one twice? That'd be good yeah. if you could like wait one. Let's do five five times this one, and that's it. Yeah, I don't know. I got to think about it. Yeah. I think about the last one. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have to, to talk this one out. I'm forced to do this pod early this week. Thanks for uh, moving around your schedule list. You got anything else uh, going on? Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, not really. I'm trying to think. I've probably got into some feuds on Twitter with people. You know, you know, what's really weird is we, we have this one set. I mean, you've heard it uh, on Tuesdays, guess the lines. So Jeff and I just guess the lines, right? And you can figure out what it, what that is. We just, I, I, I guess my lines and then I put the real lines and then I quiz Jeff and he guesses his. Yeah. And we talk about it a little bit. It's kind of like this, but it's, you know, it's neither of us. Have, he hasn't looked at them yet. And my guesses are before I've seen them. And a lot of people like it. You know, I've gotten like, texts from people in the industry and direct messages like, no, we like this. We like this, but there's always people who hate it. And they're so pissed that like maybe an hour of the Tuesday show is guess the lines. And it's so funny. Cause I get all these trolls coming out of the woodwork, you know, saying I'm the worst. I'm the most obnoxious, arrogant host. Why am I not moved? Everyone else gets moved. It's so funny, but it's all, it's like guess the lines is really divisive. It's weird that said, that yeah, would, like scotch. Why would that, why would that cause such an uproar? Like what, cause you're just not I'll talking you, about like, players, I guess maybe. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I'm like, it's like scotch or beer. You didn't like that the first time you tried it. It's like, now you like it. So, but these guys are pretty, yeah, I think they're mad because basically the whole channel has been sort of uh, geared toward call-ins and start sit and sort of breaking down the, the key play of the week. And this is just sort of like this two dudes, low stakes, 
betters kind of meandering about how they've picked the team for the Lions. But, you know, I think people who are into football like it. I like the segment. I, I like it. I, I, I listen to that one far more than some, like, whatever your react, like, chances to win or whatever. You know, the call-in. Yeah, chances ends, to win you know, is just, or whatever. Like the, chances to win is just comedy at this point. But right. So do you, um, like, do you get any pushback then from behind the scenes, though, is the question? No, no, no. Oh, nice. I always retweet it, and then a million people jump in and say, we love this segment. Okay, and okay. Kind of crush the one dude. He says, believe me. Everyone feels this way. We all hate it. And so I like retweet it and everyone jumps in like, no, you're the only one that hates it. I love that. I just do that just for fun. Just because I know that the guy, he's like sitting by himself in his car and he's assuming that everybody hates it. Right. No, it's funny. Um, yeah, I actually like that. I do like that segment though. Liz. Um, what, uh, what else? Some politics. Come on. You guys, some on your mind. Uh, I just say follow Ted Bell's feed. I, I think like there's some stuff going down about the 2016 election, they're actually investigating what happened, like why the whole dossier that sort of sprang the Mueller report started. And I think like the origins are pretty shady and some people are going to get indicted. And I think this huge dust up about this phone call and everything else is just to muddy the water. So it seems like investigating this, serious crime where like the cia maybe i mean we have to see what happened whether the cia or the fbi or both and the clinton campaign or the democrats conspired uh, against a, a presidential candidate and if that happened you know it's, it's very serious i mean you know, they're basically like illegally trying to use the intelligence apparatus to derail an election and i think there's they're going to muddy the water so that when this stuff comes out and people are getting indicted they're going to try to rally the american people to be like no this is corruption this is just trump's revenge and make it seem like it's just sort of a tit for tat and that he's the one who's hiding so you know they're just going to make it so that you know who knows what's true and and so this is the sort of battle going on and i think it's going to be really interesting when these you know when when these indictments drop i think it's going to be it's going to be a very uh chaotic period i think ted bell is a, a good twitter follow um all right, man. Um, you doing any uh, traveling or anything or just uh, business as usual? Just going to the weekend house. We do it every other weekend. We split it with another uh, friend of Sasha's parents, and this is our weekend, so we're just going to chill there. That's really it. Cool. All right, man. So. That's all I got. Um, all right, that's much. good. We got 40 minutes. Good enough. All right. Good enough, yeah. Um, Starting to didn't get anything problematic. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's always a problem. You know, what's problematic a bit is our picks against the spread. Hopefully, that uh, uh, that changes because uh, it's embarrassing. Uh, I just, I just don't have the. You got to have the finger on the pulse, man. You got to feel like this is when to jump off this team. This is when to get back on this team. This is when, this is when to sense that this is happening. This is when to realize this is over. It's just that sense of of, of judgment, and I just, I feel like I'm just flailing. I'm just sort of making up bullshit. So. I'm going to write it up tomorrow. I mean, it's frustrating. And uh, see if we can do better, get get back in the right direction. But it's this is, I mean, I, I'm not a quitter, man. You know, I, I tell Sasha and sorry when, when I'm winning and sorry, and she always beats me. I'm like, sorry is a very volatile game. Like, you can't, don't get down just because you're behind. Like, you got to act as though you're going to win until the game's over. So I'm going to take my own advice. Take it seriously still. For sure. I mean, this is one of the two two main goals in life, so we can't be defeated right. so early on. So, yeah. yeah. All right, man. Good times, Les. All right. Real man would just up and quit, but we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're nutless monkeys. We're going to yeah, exactly. 
pointlessly uh, continue on the grind. For sure. Yeah. I saved us from the offer. You can thank me. I went on air. I don't even get to go on air. I'll be but doing no, that. What would we have taken instead? I, that's the question. I wanted to take Buffalo instead. Uh, you think you had a winner? Was it Buffalo? I'm, often, okay. I don't remember that one. It or was Carolina or Philly. It was one of those three. It was one of my three winners. Okay. All right. Well, it's better the story when the rant, that I saved yeah. us. But especially because I tweeted it out like an idiot. Especially when you're out of your way to tweet that out Sunday morning. Yes. Call me out. Pretty funny. All right, man. Um, yeah, I can't get on the XM show this week. We'll be doing that basketball draft, but good talk, and uh, we'll be talking backstage and come up with five winners. All right, nice job making us some money in baseball. Yes, yes, yeah. You're welcome. We're going to get PayPal. Send me some of that shit. Yeah, we'll do. All right, man. All right, man. Okay. Take it. Later.